Welcome to Denim Wrapped Nightmares, Tipsy Exchange Podcast, where we explore the Supernatural series episode by episode. Over drinks, we'll discuss the lore, the gore, and what we adore about the Winchesters and their adventures. I'm Burley, and I'm a new fan of the series. I'm LA, and I'm here along for the ride. Now let's get tipsy. Hello, LA. Hello, Burley. Our last episode was a mess. It was, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> not great. Not can, our finest moment. Not our finest. Not our finest. But can you do like a brief synopsis of what we watched last week? Of course. It was the infamous Hookman. Infamous because of the legend and because it's our worst episode. <laughs> <laughs> our worst episode so far. Exactly. <laughs> The hook man is a vengeful spirit who kills his victims with a shiny hook because he lost his hand somehow back in the day. He starts to terrorize this small town. Um, it's a college town in Iowa. Sam and Dean, they learn that all the victims are connected to this one girl, Lori, who her father's the reverend of the town. The The boys race and find, uh, they race to find and destroy the hook man's bones before he comes for them, which doesn't actually end up working. They, right. they do burn him, but... Hookman still there, still come in, and they discover that his hook was melted down and became something else that belonged to the church. And they they find all the silver in the church, throw it in this furnace, doesn't work, and then they realize that Lori, the girl, is wearing a necklace in silver. Her dad told her, or her dad gave it to her as uh, it was some something of the church from the church, and that was what was made out of the hooks, Hookman's hook. And so they burned that, saved the day, and went on their way. Yep. And it was our fourth vengeful spirit so far. The first was oh, yeah. Woman in White. The second was the Little Drowned Boy. Mm-hmm. The third was Bloody Mary. And so now we have our fourth. And it was a man. Right. So that's yeah, it's about good. time. Yeah. Equality. <laughs> Woohoo! So this week, we watched an episode titled Bugs. Gross. And L.A. was... Not happy. <laughs> not happy about it. Not thrilled. Not excited. No. Did not enjoy this week's episode. It was very creepy. Very scary. Not a lot of gore, but I was still cringing during the almost entire episode nonetheless. Yeah, same. So yeah. let's talk about what happened in this week's episode. So first, we open up in Oklahoma. We're at a construction site, and it looks like they're doing a new housing development Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And it shows these two men working, Dustin and Travis. More on them later. (laughs) So there's a little bit of a shaking on the ground, and then Travis straight up just falls in this tiny Perfect person-sized sinkhole, which sinkholes are terrifying. Yeah, but I don't feel like they're not that, like, small like that. They're usually, like, big. This was a supernatural sinkhole. True, 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 true. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah, most of the scary ones that you see are big. Yeah. The ones that scare me the most are the ones where you see people driving. Yes. And then all of a sudden a sinkhole happens on a road and cars and, oh, they're Mm -hmm. so scary. So already... Not great. Things yeah. aren't going good. And it shows poor Travis down there screaming for help. His ankle or his leg is busted. Yeah, I think it's like a protruding bone. He's not in good shape. Yeah, it's not good. 
He's calling up and being like, oh, I'm sorry. Dustin is in the hole. I said Travis. Dustin oh, is right, yeah. Dustin is in the sinkhole, not Travis. So Dustin is screaming for Travis, and Travis runs to the truck to get a rope to try and go get him out. He's not gone for more than like a minute. And in the meantime, all these little beetles are just covering Dustin in the hole. And it's showing close-ups of them crawling into his nose, crawling into his ears. (laughs) He's covered. It's disgusting. It is. It's very disgusting and terrifying. And by the time Travis gets back to the hole with a rope to try and help him, he looks down and Dustin is dead. Yeah. And he's got blood coming out of his eyes, ears, and mouth. Mm. And nose, I think, too. Yeah, and his nose. Everywhere. It's pretty horrifying. Cut to Sam and Dean in a bar. Guess what they're reading, L.A.? Newspaper. Woohoo! Or I shouldn't say they. Sam is reading about the mysterious death. And Dean comes walking out of the bar and he's got cash in hand because he just swindled somebody in a billiards game. And yet again, I'm going to say such good music. Yes. Oh, my God. I know. I even uh, have gone on Spotify and found like a supernatural playlist because just it's been right on with the music. Yeah. Every episode so far. They Like I, I said, I, I wonder what their budget was for music because they, they've done well. Mm hmm. So Dean is bragging about how he won the money and is basically saying he'd rather earn money in a fun and easy way than an honest way. Sam brings him the article to read about how Dustin passed away. And it's basically saying that he died due to mad cow disease. Sam is pointing out that that doesn't seem right because there are symptoms that lead up. It's a progressive thing it's not something that happens within a matter of minutes yeah right and i mentioned while we were watching it that i can't remember if this is the right timing but i do remember like people were really scared of mad cow disease there for a little bit so i'm wondering if this was around the same time i bet it was they kind of tied it in and then dean mentions that he'd only heard of it on oprah and sam looks at dean is like you watch oprah Dean doesn't really answer. It's just a fun, another little brotherly moment. We're getting more and more of those the longer that they're reunited and back together. Right. So that's fun. Well, and I think in this episode that they talk a lot about like their childhood and the way they grew up and how different their views are of it. Yes. A lot is exposed that Sam is still pretty resentful about a lot of things with their dad. Mm-hmm. And whereas Dean is still being the good son, so Pro to dad. speak. Yeah. Anywho, after not too long of a discussion, Sam is able to convince Dean, let's go take a look at this case. And they head off to Oklahoma. They go to the gas company. They walk up to Travis and they claim that Dustin is their uncle. I remember you got really confused when they were like, Hey, you're the one that Uncle Dusty told us about. And you were like, who's Uncle Dusty? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I because I forgot, like, every time they meet somebody, like, they have to lie about who they are. Yes, yes. And so Travis was confused, and he said, Dustin never mentioned that he had nephews. And so Dean says, really? Because he talked to you about us all the time. And I swear Travis blushed. Oh, he was like, really? He just, just smiled. Smiled and just, oh, like he was touched. So I asked Travis, Dustin, what was going on there? Yeah. 
It was quite the reaction is all I have More to say. More than just work friends, it seems. It seems. So it seems. But anywho, after chatting up Travis a little bit, uh, Travis claims that Dustin didn't have any of these symptoms or signs of mad cow disease as, as Sam is kind of interrogating him. Like, did you notice this? Did you notice that? Travis, Travis is like, no, mm-hmm. not at all. Then they asked Travis to take them to where the crime scene happened, where, where Dustin died. And so Travis is like, sure. And he takes them to the scene where they have just like some caution tape around the sinkhole. Sam and Dean are checking out the sinkhole and they kind of have another brotherly moment where it's like, who's going to be the one who has to go down in the sinkhole and check it out. And I feel like Dean kind of swindled Sam into volunteering to go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like he was kind of making it out like, Oh, whoever's I'm the brave one. So I'll go. And then it became flip a coin and then oh, Dean yeah. flipped the coin. It was like, call it in the air. And Sam just caught it in the Snatched air. Snatched it. And it was like, I'm going. I'm going down. I feel like Dean kind of swindled Sam into, into being like, I'm going to be the one who goes. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam goes in the hole, checks it out. And he finds, I think he said 10 of the beetles that were in the hole originally, which we know there were Oof. way more than 10. Yeah. Too many. They are kind of like, okay, how... Could these beetles have killed him? It would have taken a lot more than 10. Something doesn't quite add up. Sam's saying that there weren't tunnels or any sign of where the beetles would have come from. So they're confused. But then they pass a sign that says open house, free barbecue. And Dean knows immediately what they need to do next. Oh, yeah. There's no reason not to head into a free barbecue. (laughs) Free barbecue. I mean, barbecues are real good. Larry Pike is who answers the door and he's kind of in charge of the housing development stuff that's going on. And we find out him and his family are the first family to actually be living in the housing development. And he introduces them himself and he's like, Hey, we, we welcome everybody. You know, regardless of race, religion, color, or sexual orientation. And Sam's like, we're brothers. And he's just like, Oh, oops. And then they said some lie about how they're looking for a place for their dad or something. And he takes them back to the barbecue, introduces them to his wife. And then he introduces him to, or them, both of them, to the real estate agent who's selling houses. So she's trying to talk to them. And she gives the same spiel about, (laughs) we accept everybody here, regardless of race and sexual orientation. So Dean just kind of runs with it at this point. And is like, that's great, honey. And kind of smacks Sam on the ass as he turns around and goes inside to talk to Larry Pike some more. Which I was really happy about because when they were at the door with Larry and they, he was like, we're brothers immediately. I was like, oh, come on guys, just go with it. Just play it off. Who cares? So Dean is inside talking to Larry Pike and Sam is outside talking to the real estate agent. And Dean finds out that Larry's son is really into bugs. And at the same time, it shows Sam outside talking to the real estate agent and a, he sees the little boy, or I shouldn't say little boy. He's like a teenager. Yeah, I think he said he was 16. Yeah, he sees him at the end of the table laughing and looks down and notices a tarantula crawling toward the real estate agent's hand. Fucking furry <laughs> one. Ugh. And you cracked up whatever Sam just kind of pushed her aside. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> What'd she say? She said, oh, oh, okay. And then she just walks off like this happens to her all the time. She's like, okay. (laughs) Just walked away. (laughs) 
And so Sam catches the tarantula and goes up and is talking to Larry's son, who we find out is named Matt. And he's saying, ah, it was just a prank. I wasn't trying to really start anything. It's Terrify fine. someone. Yeah. And they kind of bond over their relationship with their dads, kind of saying, my dad thinks I'm a freak. He doesn't really want to hang out with me. And so, of course, that tugs at Sam's heartstrings because that's how he felt about his dad, that they didn't have anything in common, what have you. Then Larry and Dean come outside and Larry kind of takes Matt away to go scold him. Sam and Dean watch from afar and have a little sidebar of their own about their dad. Yeah. Where we can see that Sam's memories of growing up and his relationship with his dad is very different from Dean's. Yeah. I like, well, what did he say? He was like, well, in most families, a kid getting a full ride to college, they'd be proud. Yeah. But dad, I guess dad didn't want him to go. But then Dean, I think. Is it then that Dean tells him like it's because he didn't he was scared of what would happen to you with him not around. Right. I don't know if that's when they told him, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That basically, they kind of have that conversation that, you know, dad was scared about you leaving. That's why he reacted with anger in telling you, you know, if you go, don't come back and all that. It was all right. fear. He drove by Stanford every chance he got. And Sam is kind of like, why didn't he tell me that? You know, Which is kind like, of thing. it's kind of sweet, but creepy too, you know? Right. Your dad's talking to you. Yeah. But it's also, you know, just toxic masculinity that yeah. I can't say I'm worried. I can't say I'm scared for you because we had this fight and we were angry and blah, blah, blah. And I have to keep that anger, mm-hmm. you know? So during their little conversation, you know, Sam's still bitching about how like, I wanted to play soccer and he made me learn how to bow hunt and blah, blah, blah. And I like how Dean's like very serious that bow hunting is a very important skill. He's very serious about it. Eventually they changed the subject and Dean says that he found out that about a year ago, another man died by severe bee stings and they kind of make the connection. Okay. Both of these deaths included bugs. That one had bee stings. This one had beetles. Now we're leaving the barbecue. They're driving and they're still talking about the bug connection. And, you know, there was no sign of ghost activity. uh, And they start talking about Matt and Sam and Dean kind of make the connection. Well, Matt likes bugs and there's bugs everywhere. And what I thought was funny is that I think it was I think it was Dean who went, you think he's our Willie? Yeah, I swear that's what he said. I could have been wrong, but I was just like, what? That's what I heard. And I'm just like, what does that mean? So they're talking about Matt and they think Matt's their willy, apparently. (laughs) They decide that, okay, we're not done here. We need to do some more investigating. So Dean decides it's late. I really want to try this steam shower that everybody's been talking about all day at the barbecue. So they decide to squat in one of the empty houses for the night who somehow has their water connected. I would have done the same thing. If you don't have anywhere to stay, you don't have money. Just hole up in one of those fancy houses for the night. Why not? I didn't see any motels near the outskirts of this housing development. Right. They they knew they were going to have to come back. Yeah. And if it's just Larry living there, like, you just don't pick the one right next door to Larry. Well, it's not just Larry. Linda, the real estate agent, is also living there. So cut to her. It shows her sitting on her bed watching TV and a spider crawls down her face. From her hair. Yes. It was in her hair. 
Terrifying. Then it shows her go get in her fancy steam shower and spiders start crawling out of where the shower head is connected to the wall. And she screams and kind of does a little slip and slide run on her tile before smashing through the glass door of her shower. And I guess she crawled out of the bathroom a little bit because she wasn't quite in the bathroom whenever they pan out and show her dead on the carpet in the bedroom with spiders crawling all over her still. The next morning, it shows Sam and Dean in their house. And Sam goes and bangs on the door, telling Dean to come out. And Dean opens the door. And I think we're finally going to get a decent topless shot of Dean. But Mm. we just get a shot of him with a towel on his head. Which L.A. I was about to say, which (laughs) L.A. thought was adorable. (laughs) Because he, like, doesn't have any hair, but he had the the whole turban, like, hair towel thing. (laughs) Obviously, they're in the neighborhood. So Sam and Dean find all the paramedics and police and everybody outside of Linda's house. And Larry's there. They try to ask him questions. But he's basically like, she passed away. This isn't a good time. And kind of walks off. However, Sam and Dean wait for their window. And they break into the house to go check out the crime scene yet again. They do a lot of B&Es. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And there's like this awkward black tape outline of the body. It it made me chuckle just because like I hadn't seen a body outline like that in like since forever in a show. Because I don't think they do that anymore. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't watch. It looks so weird. (laughs) And, And I think I'm used to like the chalk outline rather than dark black. Tape. It, it looks kind of cartoonish. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm not a terrible person. <laughs> so Dean picks up a towel or something and a bunch of dead spiders fall out of it. So now they go, okay, fucking bugs again. Let's go talk to Matt. He's our willy. <laughs> He's our bug guy. He's our resident bug guy. <laughs> so they stalk the school bus until they see Matt get off and they notice him kind of walking the opposite way of his house into the forest so they go follow him and matt kind of gets nervous and he asks are you serial killers and they're both like no reassured (laughs) totally reassured and so matt's perfectly fine talking to them now (laughs) so weird they question him about the bugs and matt is like you think i did this and he says no like i didn't do it but the bugs are doing some weird fucking shit and so he starts talking to sam and dean about how he's been studying the bugs for a research paper that he's doing in his class and that there is a bunch of bugs like congregating in this little field area and the noises and everything it's really eerie and there's this weird part of the land that doesn't look like the rest it looks like a mound but yeah but with grass on it a mound with grass on it and like a brown spot in the Mm. middle and so they walk closer and of course the brown spot ends up to be bugs it's a bunch of worms (laughs) (laughs) and dean reaches his hand in there and pulls out a skull (laughs) it's so gross so now they go to the department of anthropology presumably at the local college And they bring a box of uncovered skeletons from the same area where they found that skull. They're talking to this professor who looks like he's a Baldwin. He looked a lot like Alec Baldwin to me. I think he looked similar. He more like not one of the brothers, but like a cousin. He could be a cousin. Yeah. One of them Baldwin family somehow. The professor basically tells them that 
they are from the time of Native Americans, when Native Americans had the land. And the professor says something about a tribe basically not too far away from where they are. So now Sam and Dean go and visit this Native American tribe. And that guy that they talked to, I loved him. Oh, my God, me too. So much. He was a straight shooter, and I like that. Yeah, he was like, I'll talk to this one because he's not a liar. Yeah, he straight up read Dean in, like, seconds. Yes. And he ends up telling Sam and Dean the story of a tribe that was basically systematically murdered for six nights following the spring equinox. And about how nature is going to protect the valley for six nights after the moon and sun share the sky as equals. After the sixth night, no one will be left alive. No white people. No white right. man. No white man. No white man will yeah. be left alive. And so they kind of put two and two together that bugs are this nature that's basically claiming all these people's lives. Mm -hmm. They rush back because now that Linda's dead, literally it's just Larry, Matt, their family. They're the only ones who are there. And it's the sixth night. Mm -hmm. So they rush to go and help them. They're calling Larry, trying to get a hold of him to get him to get out of the house. They call Matt and we have an interesting exchange where Sam is telling Matt, like, you have to get your dad to listen to you. And Dean's like, fuck that. Lie to him. Tell him you have appendicitis and you need to go to the hospital. Just get the fuck out of the house. Mm -hmm. So we have that, this stuff happening with their dad and their different perspectives on the dad, honestly, throughout the entire episode. Yeah. There's quite a few exchanges about this and you start to see Sam softening about it and kind of starting to see things from a different perspective and maybe not be so resentful anymore. Right. So I think that's the most important thing that happens in this entire episode, to be honest. Yeah. Character development. <laughs> Character. So Sam and Dean get to the house and Larry's like, y'all are fucking crazy. There ain't no bugs coming here. And then sure enough, they start to hear like, Ugh. And they look up and there's a giant swarm of bugs coming up over the tree line and coming toward the house. And Larry's like, fuck me. So they all run inside because they don't have time to go yeah, anywhere good, now. Good job, Larry. And they basically get in there, powers out, phones out. They don't have surface because the bugs, I said surface, service, because the bugs are layering through themselves. Everything, right? They chew through everything and they're layering themselves on the house Ugh. so they don't even have cell phone service. Yeah. And Dean and Sam are basically like, well, we're going to have to wait them out. Like, let's hope we can make it to sunrise. So I'm sitting here thinking, that's got to be at least six hours, mm -hmm. assuming they got to their house at midnight and they were all still awake for some reason. But no. Yeah, the the timeline on this is a little, <laughs> a little muddy. It wasn't that long. And it, it I would have appreciated them just having a scene where they're just like sitting around waiting and us not knowing how much time has gone by right. before the bugs actually started to come into the house. Well, yeah, but I feel like that, like they, if they were just sitting around, they should have just fucking left, you know, got out of Dodge. But I mean, once the bugs like show the bugs blanketing the house and then show them like sitting there waiting. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Because it just all happened very quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> That bugs are breaking into the Ooh. house and swarming them. Well, you forgot the most important part. The bug spray. Yes. The one can of bug spray. And a lighter. Right. Dean kept spraying bug spray, but lighting it on fire and using it as a torch instead. And just, was that really that much more effective, Dean? 
No. And I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, pretty sure that can would have run out before they even got to the attic. But yeah, so they do. They run. They run to the attic. It's the one place that they need to go. And termites are eating through the woods. Or bugs are coming in, and they're fighting, and they're blocking the holes with things they're finding in the attic. And then sunlight, and the bugs give up and fly away. And it just happened very quickly. Is my only point. yeah. It was yeah, a little too quick. We cut to black, and then the next day, it shows Sam and Dean going to check on the family again. And there's a moving truck outside. Larry is basically like. We're putting the project on hold because they're going to investigate the bones that you guys found. And I will make sure no one ever lives here. Like it's the biggest financial disaster of my career, but I'm going to do the right thing. And then we see that Matt is throwing out a lot of his bug stuff. Apparently he's not into bugs anymore. Which I was sad for him, but also happy. (laughs) Right? Like you can't blame you for not wanting to look at bugs anymore after that whole experience. Sam goes up and says goodbye to Matt and then he goes and meets Dean at the car and basically is like, I want to find dad. Like he's letting go some of that anger, some of that resentment. He wants to find his daddy. And doesn't he say he wants to, he wants to find him to apologize to him. Yes. Yeah. He basically says, I want to tell him I'm sorry. Yeah. Then they hit the road for their next case. On to the next. On to the next. So that was bugs. There wasn't a lot I adored about this episode. I'll be honest. Yeah. I yeah, adored- really? No. <laughs> no, there certainly wasn't anything that I... The one moment I liked was seeing uh, Dean, Dean with the <laughs> hair wrapped up or whatever. The rest I could have done without. Uh, there was some cute character development no, things. No, no, I will I say take that. that back. Yeah. yeah. The, the moments where they were talking about their childhood and, and their differences or whatever, I literally just... None of the bug scenes I could have. You covered your face, I feel like, half of the I episode. Couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I can't. I know I'm probably going to have nightmares tonight. Yeah, no the bugs gore. bugs are crawling on me. I mean, there was the blood coming out of Dustin, but that was really, well, and I guess Linda, whenever she fell through the shower, but those were the only two gory things, and yeah, they weren't even that gory. Really, yeah, there wasn't that much blood in either one but of them. But it was just the creep factor with the bugs. <sighs> <sighs> So, yeah, some cute character development in this episode. But if you're squeamish over bugs, you could skip it. Just know that by the end of this episode, Sam is letting go of some of his anger toward his dad. And he actually is open to communicating with his father by the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the important thing. Well, and like, thank God they did that because otherwise I would have been like, I shouldn't have watched this episode at all. I could have just skipped it. (laughs) So speaking of the bugs and the creep factor... Let's dig into the lore. L.A., take it away. Well, so the whole Indian burial ground trope is frequently used to explain, like, supernatural events and hauntings in our American pop culture. It gained popularity in the 1980s, making a lot of appearances in horror films, TV, and its kind of big debut was in the Amityville Horror, the first one. I didn't realize that was... Native American burial ground. Well, like, I, think, I remember the house was haunted and yeah. all of that. And there was like a hole in the wall. And I haven't seen it in a while. I shouldn't try and read. Well, I, I mean, there's different ones that they did. It's like, so it's like this episode you built, you built on an Indian burial ground, your curse. Then there was like that, like the native, like the, the spirit could inhabit. I think that's what the Amityville horror was like. The spirit inhabited him maybe. Yeah. Probably should have looked into this a little more, but. Oh, well. <laughs> This episode ain't about the Amityville. Exactly. Horror, I was okay. going to say, like, now it's like a cliche and it's common. It's commonly used as a satirical element 
there's this episode of Parks and Recreation where there's a character who's a Native American that has a casino and works with the Parks and Rec Department on occasion. I don't remember exactly what was happening in the episode, but I do remember him saying, like, there's one thing I know about white people. It's that they're terrified of curses. <laughs> and I, I thought that was hilarious. And he does some fake stuff to get people to think that they're uh, th- if there was a curse that it's gone but oh, yeah. i love his character yeah. he's so fun so we're it's just kind of racist though exactly i was gonna say we're just gonna skip that and yeah, talk let's... about the real true terrifying thing because all of that stuff is quite a bit racist so yeah and it was background to what was really scary right just the fucking bugs fucking bugs <laughs> okay I was tasked this time with, you know, <laughs> researching bugs, which I hate and I don't appreciate. Thanks a lot, Burley. <laughs> One of the first things was that we need to consider that bugs and insects outnumber us humans. <sighs> it's hard to say this. 200 million to one. And there are an average of 400 million insects per acre of land. That's insane. Even in cities and stuff? Oh, like it's an average. Yeah. Okay. So that is like the backdrop, what they say for the All Hallows' Eve horror flick with bugs and whatnot, which I don't think, I feel like there haven't been that many horror films with bugs. All I can think is like arachnophobia, which terrified me. Right. Or I was was thinking of Men in Black for some reason, because that first alien is a bug. Let me go to this terrifying website that I can hardly look at the pictures. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we decided we would look up some of the scariest to like more most terrifying spiders and bugs or whatever that could like kill us, take us down. According to pestco.com. Yes, 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 yes. As we know, insects rapidly develop from egg to adult and they have crawled their way in across Earth for at least 400 million years. How long know, have we been here? I don't know. Not that long. Ugh. Like they, I think they were like in Jurassic and all that, you know? Yeah. Weren't they bigger back then? Weren't they the size of us? We don't. Mm, <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about that. Mm-mm, that's terrifying. <sighs> so scientists uh, surmise that arachnophobia, which is fear of spiders, but I, I, latch on to all bugs with me they may uh, be the result of evolutionary psychology coming into contact with venomous spiders was commonplace in man's early history but a fear of spiders developed as a survival tactic and in modern times they have made their name in world cinema and since the 1950s they've been stars in lots of movies and lord of the rings has contributed to my terrifying fear of them Lord of the Rings, the the big spider. Oh my god, I know. You hated that. (laughs) So, as they say, the most popular symbol for Halloween is the spider, which I don't necessarily agree with. I feel like the pumpkin, maybe? Pumpkin or a ghost, I would think is more. I would say spider would be fourth. Right, yeah. I would say pumpkin, ghost, witch, then spider. Well, this article is on spiders, so of course. Well, it makes sense. (laughs) They're going to hype it up a little bit. Yeah. So the, I thought this was interesting. I didn't know this, but there are some superstitions in um, like a, around the presence of a spider in a home. In some cultures, a spider seen in the morning is an omen of impending death. Mm. And then if a spider falls into like a candle lit, 
like a candle or something, which I've never seen, which would, I would, this sounds terrible, but I wouldn't mind. I like them. <laughs> um, but it, it becomes, and it becomes consumed by the flame. That's meant as a warning that witches are lurking nearby. What about dreams? No, no, hold on. Uh, but it says like in parentheses, even if your in-laws are out of town. Ooh. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> it didn't say anything about dreams, but I know I've had dreams. I've had recurring fucking dreams. On me and, yeah. Ugh, no. Burley sent me an article about like 12 creepy insects that you never want to encounter. Like I think these are some of the deadliest around, which I was surprised because I thought they were all going to be like spiders. You would think. Yeah. But, but I think there's a lot of bugs out there that are way worse than spiders, actually. I guess. Well, yeah, according to this. Because <laughs> the first one, it's the giant silkworm assassin caterpillar. Ooh. Which apparently there's like assassin insects that it's like, the, that's a species, I guess. <gasps> but this one, like the picture, he's this black worm with these like almost like neon yellow little spikes all over him. Oh. So it's he's kind of cool looking, honestly. But he's from South America. He's a little punk rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he has very powerful venom. And it, he's responsible, or I shouldn't say he. It is responsible for many deaths each year. The larva of this caterpillar has tiny bristles. They release a toxin that's highly poisonous to humans. And it it basically creates gangrene throughout the body. Oh, my God. Throughout the body. And the leakage of blood into the brain. <gasps> And its toxin is anti-clotting, so it makes it impossible to stop the bleeding. And it ultimately causes death. That is terrifying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not going to South America. But I've always wanted to. All right. <laughs> so then, I mean, these were 12. I'm not going to go over all 12, just the ones that kind of stood the out to me. The ones that stood out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the Australian funnel web spider, which... I've seen the pictures of like gigantic spiders in Australia. Australia's top of my list that I've always wanted to go to. Right. But I never want to see anything like that in person. I would, I don't even know. I I can't even imagine (laughs) what I would do. Have you seen the pictures where it shows like a field and it looks like it's a field of something and then people are like, oh no, that's webs. No, no, I don't need to see that. No, (laughs) no, thank you. No. Anyway, so this guy, his toxin can kill a human being in 15 minutes. Damn. There's 35 species of these funnel web spiders, but this one is like the deadliest. And they call it the Sydney funnel web spiders, and they're large and aggressive. And it says they have big rearward, rearward, no, rearward facing fangs that are capable of piercing through fingernails. Rearward face, like Rearward. out of their butt? I guess so, yeah. They got fangs in their butt? I guess so. <gasps> At the back, the back end, yeah. What was that movie where the girl had teeth in her vagina? Teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, the males are particularly deadly uh, because they wander, they tend to wander into houses searching for their mates. Before they had the development of like anti-venom, which was in 1981, which I did not know. Ooh. It caused 13 deaths, including seven children. Oh, no. I know. Oh, God. I can't even. I can't even look at this picture. It's so fucking terrifying to me. The Titan beetle is the world's largest beetle. And basically, the picture is of somebody's hand. It's hard to say. Like and the, holding it? The beetle is like basically the size, almost bigger than the hand. And it looks like a man hand. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. Oh, okay. 
Honestly, I don't know how you made it through this episode. I, I don't know how I made it through this article. <laughs> uh, the world's largest beetle. He, they can be around six and six and a half inches long, and they're indigenous to South America in the rainforest, of course, especially French, uh, French Guinea, Guinea. Yeah, they're enormous, and if they hiss, oh, I'm sorry, they hiss if they're threatened, but they're usually not aggressive. Oh, okay. But Ooh. watch out if they do become aggressive because their sharp spines and powerful jaws are long enough to break a pencil. Dent a plastic ruler or cut a person's flesh. Ouch. And it says that, like most beetles, many creatures right now are threatened by the deterioration of the rainforest habitat. Oh, my God. I can't with that picture. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have bullet ants, which I never heard from. I heard about them. I never heard from them. You never (laughs) heard from them? They never got back to you? Never heard of (laughs) They were an Ant Man. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think that I think her. those were the ants that she had all by the bed, uh-huh. so that if he tried to leave without them knowing, the bullet ants would bite him and stop him. Mm. I think they have the worst the worst bite. The yes, most yeah, it bite. says bullet ants, the most painful bite in the world. Yeah, they were an Ant Man. Yeah, okay, I, I did. I don't remember that. Probably because I don't like bugs in it. Probably because Paul Rudd was in it. Exactly. He was on what else my main doing? focus. Yeah, I don't need to remember nothing else. But they grow up to an inch long, and their feet work like glue what? on any substance they, like, attach themselves to. Ew. Yeah, so it's like, I feel like even if it was on you, it could just sting you a whole bunch because it's glued to you. But the sting from this ant is found, where is it found? South America. Oh, <laughs> The rainforest of Central and South America, which I'm like, again, like I'd always love to see the rainforest down there, but like just the thought of all these bugs. No. Mm. And the fact that there are species in there that they haven't even discovered yet. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. But it, 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 it creates one of the most painful bites and than any other insect in the world. And it's said that people who have been bitten by it, they said it feels like being shot by a nail gun. And that the burning pain is instantaneous and excruciating and lasts up to 12 hours. Damn. I'd say knock me out. Right? I'd say just punch me and knock me out. So I don't have to experience it. I wake up. There was a sinkhole that opened in China. And a rainforest has grown in there. And it's like the deepest sinkhole in the world. And there's they've discovered new species in there. Really? Isn't that crazy? How did they get there? Then we have the solitary tarantula hawk wasp. Oh, he's got a lot going on in that name. Right. Tarantula, hawk, and wasp. He's the largest member. I keep saying he. That's terrible. I need to stop. It's the largest member of the spider wasp family, and they comprise of 5,000 diverse species. There's 5,000 different kinds of spider wasps. Yeah. Um. So... Its existence is a lifelong quest for the fierce critters that give them their name. They encounter many of their predators along the way, like birds, lizards, and it's, it has very powerful venom that's meant to help them get away and survive because it gives like an instantaneous punch of their venom. It's excruciating and totally debilitating pain, and it lasts until the predator releases it from their grasp. Yikes. So he decides when you're done. Ooh. It decides when you're done. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yes. Then we have the aggressive, unforgiving assassin bug. Another assassin. 
That's his whole name? Yeah. Jesus. Well, I think it's probably an assassin bug, but the article is saying they're aggressive. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it can transmit disease to humans. Ah. They attack their prey by quickly and violently stabbing them with their long, sharp beak. And then Beak? Yeah. And then after they their predator or their, you know, victim dies, they basically inject an enzyme into their victims, which softens their insides and prepares them to be sucked out like a smoothie. (gasps) (sighs) (sighs) And it said one particular species in Malaysia actually glues the empty corpses onto its back. Using like their sticky secretions and wearing them as like a suit of armor. Is it like a trophy? I guess. Or they think it's going to protect them somehow. Well, I, I guess it's suit. Maybe it, it does save them. I don't know. It's a suit of armor, so I don't know. Ugh. Those are the ones. I mean, they're like I said, there's twelve, but those are the like the ones that caught my. I wouldn't say interest. <laughs> <laughs> the worst of the worst. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's many more worse than that, but. Ugh. Yeah, bugs, bugs are it. the worst. And it sounds they could have gone way crazier than what they did with like they did they did bees, beetles, spiders, yeah, and termites were yeah. the only bugs I heard specifically called out. Oh, and I guess the worms. We saw the worms. Yeah, too. yeah. They could have used some scarier guys. For sure. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. It was enough though. So to close it out, we have a quote when they're in the car scoping out the neighborhood. Dean says kind of hungry for a little barbecue how about you and sam glares at him and dean says what we can't talk to the locals then sam goes and the free food's got nothing to do with it and dean says of course not i'm a professional (laughs) here's to professionals right Cheers. cheers also as i said why would you not go to a free barbecue yum thank you for listening to denim wrapped nightmares follow us on twitter or instagram leave a review and let us know how we can get involved in the fandom. This was fun. Jerk. It always is, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>